Hello and welcome to the Still Unsponsored Podcast. I'm Chris. I'm Zach. And you're joining us in the new year. Happy 2018. Woohoo! This is... Okay, so last week uh, we had our Merry Christmas episode, which was all of 30 seconds long. Yeah, I don't think it could really be counted as an episode, but no, we'll do that. not really. Yeah, we will count it as an yeah, episode. A minimally viable episode. It's something that happened, and we're moving on. Yeah. This one is scheduled to air on New Year's Day. Woo! <laughs> so, uh... So while you're at the gym working off all that holiday weight... Yeah. Listen to marketing podcasts. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, um, we're gonna go through a couple of things that are in the news, and, you know, th- this is sort of like a, uh well obscure reference like rick and morty versus uh versus south park type situation here where we're we're more on the like two years behind type schedule hmm. and uh the news cycle has passed us by but i still think Whew. that in in taking a retrospective type look at a couple of items that have happened mostly net neutrality and patreon mm-hmm. um will be good and then we're going to go through zach's uh uh new year's predictions or sorry 2018 or 2017 predictions that you published in 2016 yeah that right yes yeah okay cool um and maybe we'll make some predictions of our own and review in a year cool all right we're doing uh, this for another year <laughs> hell yeah all right <laughs> that in and of itself is its own Woo! new year's resolution all right so well, let's just start there. New Year's, uh, you know, twenty seven or twenty seventeen prediction, still unsponsored, survives another year. <laughs> you mean twenty eighteen? Whatever. I don't know, dude. Okay, so <laughs> let's start with Patreon. So here is what happened. Patreon. Are you familiar with Patreon? Yeah. Okay. So, well, that was not really the answer I was expecting. <laughs> no, Chris. Please tell me. Um, Patreon is a website that allows uh, users to sponsor content creators. So basically, I think their their large positioning statement says something like, you know, we enable subscription businesses, uh, whether that's like content creation or an actual some sort of like subscription business. Not to be confused uh, with the bike. Right. Peloton. Uh, sure. Uh, <laughs> um, but basically many YouTubers in the face of adpocalypse are using Patreon and this is not anything that's new. This started like two years ago, uh, really trying to encourage people to, or their hardcore subscribers to kick them like a buck or two a month, uh, as a way of subsidizing the, the content creation. Right. So this is, this do is, we, do we have a Patreon page? No, no, we don't. We probably well, should get one. Yeah. I'm not really a fan of it though. <laughs> Right. Um, and we, we can go into that a little bit, but you know, my first, my first shot at, uh, Patreon or look at Patreon is it seemed like, I don't, I don't know, like a little bit too like socialistic for my personal (laughs) tastes, but, uh, my views are evolving beyond that. (laughs) All right. Um, so here's what happened. Um, Patreon, it used to be, you know, you would subscribe to your favorite, content creators patreon page or whatever and let's say a dollar a month is what you were kicking them Mm -hmm. and out of that dollar came like patreon's fees which i think was like five percent and then credit card processing fees um which was like another uh like you know two point something Mm -hmm. percent right so let's just say like 30 percent fees right that would come out of which is not like that's like an apple store type thing Right. 70-30. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So uh, what Patreon did, and this is the way they tried to sell it, was they tried to move the fees from 
the from the creator side, like the creator pays the fees, to the user side. The patron. The patron side, mm-hmm. right? And so now instead of you kicking a dollar a month, which is very easy to understand, mm-hmm. you were then paying like a dollar thirty a month. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, depending on what the actual fees were. Mm-hmm. And there was just a gargantuan backlash, like across the board um and so when i saw this it's like it it immediately for me uh jumped out as a like spreadsheet exercise oh yeah that someone had done and said you know we probably can increase revenue by you know 30 percent if we move the fees from one side to the other Mm -hmm. and since the pool of people paying the fees will be much larger there will be like it's you're distributing that load and there should be less resistance to it right and you know gargantuan gargantuan backlash you know the creators were unhappy because the patreons were unhappy and the patreons you know um patrons patrons whatever well yeah uh you know i think the thing here is like you're talking about an aggregate business right you know adsense is all about like sense on thousands of views Mm -hmm. right and patreon essentially is working the same way it's like if if i'm supporting a show i'm probably only paying a dollar or two you know a month and so if you if i'm say like supporting five or whatever and then you go and you raise it 30 percent you know not everyone is in like a privileged you know financial situation where that's no big deal and they'd brush it off you know, a lot of people go, well, hang on, that went from something that I like doing to now all of a sudden you raise the prices on me and I'm right. upset. Right. Right. So uh, it, I think that, you know, we'll, I want to come back to this after we talk about net neutrality a little bit. Um, but I think that like Patreon is all about like pure choice, mm-hmm. you know, and the the relationship that the creators are building with uh, with the patrons is all about like you know you out of you enjoy my content and so you are are you know helping me support it and make it better Mm -hmm. right you don't have to do this it's strictly because you get value out of it and it's sort of like a it it would be like a donation only type restaurant yeah right or some sort of service Um, they have a donation only yoga out in Tempe, Arizona. Fun uh, fact. There's one on East 6 as well that I, I drove by the other day. Here? Yeah. Whoa. Donation yeah. only? Yeah. Whoa. And it's actually the sign on the door says like unusually high quality donation yoga. <laughs> <laughs> All right. They have an angle. There's positioning for you. Mm-hmm. So uh, Patreon reversed their decision and rolled, basically rolled all the changes back. Mm-hmm. Goodbye revenue. Yeah, but at the same time, saving your business. So, yeah. uh, you know, good for, the, fast. Fail good, fast. For them, good for them for, you know, seeing the backlash and not trying to stick to it. Fail fast. Yeah. Fail often, fail fast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Except, you know, maybe try not to do it as on your face, publicly, hardcore, <laughs> with your core business model or your, you know, core business. Spreadsheets don't tell the whole story all the time. And I think that's the... that's. For the average marketer listening to this, that is the big takeaway. Yep. Is, you know, you need to connect your spreadsheet with reality. Yep. So, all right. Uh, net neutrality. Bleh. Yeah. Just bleh. 
<laughs> um, this is such a shitty topic. Yeah, yeah, and and I don't, I you know, I want to approach it a little bit more from our angle um, than really get in and like litigate the different points. Um, I think that kind of the things that I wanted to say on this topic were. Uh, one, you should go read a, uh, there's a, there's a podcast that I really enjoy called exponent. I probably mentioned them before, but he really breaks down why title two may not have been the best thing for the telecom industry, mm-hmm. but while, why net neutrality is important. And so I think it's, you know, as, as we're all trying to deal with this new world, like there is the way that regulation is implemented and then there is net neutrality as a concept Mm -hmm. and these things are two separate things and i unless you're talking to someone that is extremely ignorant which seems like all of our congress people you're not going to get anyone that's going to argue that net neutrality is at its core bad yeah right um but you will get a bunch of difference of opinion on how that regulation should be implemented yeah and you know uh i i think the the thing that you and I, when we've discussed this at lunches and, you know, in hallways and stuff like that, come back to is, you know, these companies are literally the most hated companies. Yep. You know, we and we've been talking about like, you know, here and there, like NPS scores. Right. And there are you can go read benchmarks for NPS scores. So like negative. Right. And this is the time of year where, you know, like starting in January or whatever, you'll get the, the most blank company of the year. Mm-hmm. Right. And. And there will be Comcast and Verizon and AT&T at the bottom. Yep. You know, and probably at the bottom this year uh, because, you know, last year I think it was BP had just like, you know, royally screwed the Gulf of Mexico. And so they were the most hated. (laughs) But, you know, this year it'll probably be all back in the telecom court. Even if you take out the customer service piece of it, but just the financial Mm -hmm. piece of it, that's what's, yeah, that's what sucks. Yeah. So... You know, this morning I was thinking about this, and let me see if I can like articulate this. Like the Patreon thing versus the net neutrality thing, I think are are like if you put them on a continuum, like net or net neutrality, the fear is that like all of your choice will be eliminated, mm-hmm. right? And the the the, the telecom companies are going to use their oligopoly to force you into paying more or restricting your access to the internet. Yep, right. Patreon is at this whole other end of the spectrum where it's like, do what you want, right? We're just here to enable almost, you know, almost pure economics. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, you're doing something that provides value to me, so I'm going to pay you for it. Yep. Right. Um, and, you know, you see Patreon like try and squeeze their customers a little bit and people freak out. And then you see net neutrality, you know, and the, like the, the anticipation that the telecom companies are going to do something like that and people freak out, you know? So, uh, I, I kind of think that on a continuum, these things are, are related and it's all about like customers, customers choice. And when you're pushing someone into a box, even though this sort of like heavy handed negotiation that the telecom companies use, um, may be, you know, favorable business in the in the in the way of like spreadsheets and case studies Mm -hmm. it's like people hate it people really really hate it yeah yeah i mean the internet's supposed to be free interconnected yeah yeah what's the thing all right so here yeah yeah. go ahead zach no no tell tell me your thoughts 
I have no thoughts. I don't believe you. I. It's just it's. It. Yeah. Here's the thing, right? So, if everyone had unlimited providers or wasn't an agopoly, you had multiple providers and you could select. Yeah. Okay, cool. This one or this one or this one. That'd be one thing. Right. The the argument that with these new rules that as long as they are transparent in what they're blocking or restricting access to, it's a-okay, right? That's cool, assuming you have choice. For the most part, you have one choice. Yeah. Or maybe two. Yeah. And that's it. Like, there's no completely free, open option. Well, yeah. And, you know, again, not to go too far down the rabbit hole, but, like, you know, at a federal level, when you get, like, the blowhards that argue about their, like, their economic philosophies mm-hmm. it's like you know they'll say oh well we need to remove these restrictions to oh, let you know markets do what markets do well it's really local government that mm-hmm. is protecting these oligopolies mm-hmm. because if you want to come into my neighborhood and start digging up sidewalks or underneath sidewalks mm-hmm. like it's not me that you need to ask permission for which mm-hmm. is sort of fucked up uh it's like it's the city of pflugerville or you know the city of austin yep. or the travis county yep. or you know whoever and and that can be very 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 problematic for these companies yep so if it wasn't profitable they wouldn't be here that's the other piece that there's a reason why verizon and at&t pay out huge dividends every quarter yeah well and as i was discussing this with my wife um you know our particular neighborhood's really not a great example of this because I could get DSL, I could get cable, I could get, you know, I have fiber. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so we do actually have choice. But you go... Lucky. Yeah. You, I you, don't. Well, you go out to Maynard or mm-hmm. you go, you know, two miles north and there's going to be like maybe one company that can yeah. service you. Yeah. Right. And that's really the bulk of, yeah. of America. As long as it's transparent. Though. <laughs> yeah. So... Um, to end that point, I, your, your note is why Zach should care. <laughs> In the show notes, yeah, why Zach should care. Um, well, okay, you know, here's what's at stake with net neutrality, right? And and this is this is why, as a marketer, you should care, right? Uh, the doomsday scenario for marketers is you are creating a startup or you're marketing your business, right? Let's say you're a PPC guy right? Or you're an SEO guy, right? And you work your ass off or pay a bunch of money or whatever to get your site in front of a particular customer. So Mm -hmm. envision the Google search result page, right? And, oh, it's so glorious. You're, you're at number one slot, right? And you got just the right ad copy and you're getting hella click throughs and someone clicks on it, right? Hell yeah. And, and, you know, Chris in Pflugerville, Texas can click through and see your site and I convert, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but Zach in Maynard, Texas, who has a different ISP now sees a window that says, sorry, you know, internet marketer startup Mm -hmm. is not part of your package. Yeah. Please upgrade now. Please, you know, either upgrade now or just, you know, PFO. Yep. (laughs) Right. Mm -hmm. To, you know, this whole thing's been framed in the in the view of like the consumer, like, can I get to the sites that I want? But like from that perspective, from the business's perspective, that is absolutely tragic. Yep. Right. Because how is the person even going to know that their site was blocked? Yep. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so it's crazy. Yeah. So that that is why net neutrality, the concept is at least very important to me. Yeah. So. Rah. Rah. Okay. 
topic change? Yes. Okay. Zach. Yes. What were your predictions last year? Did <laughs> I be doing a podcast? Uh, you didn't see that one coming. <laughs> no, I did not. Uh, so you found this article by accident. This is on my uh, website. Uh, and so I, I've started doing this the last couple of years, and I ended up deleting my site a few years ago. So this is the latest and greatest that I have. So for 2017, I had a few big kind of uh, predictions for, for this last year since it's 2018 right now that you'll be hearing this mm-hmm. uh so the first thing and I, you know I'd, I'd love to maybe see a thumbs up or thumbs down from you i don't know oh, don't worry <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm sitting here thinking how can i argue with every one of these <laughs> great all right well my first one uh is video advertising will be king uh so go for it chris let's see a thumbs down this one uh yeah the problem is i kind of agree with this one uh that yeah it is pretty much king at this point and the the evidence that i would point to is the freakouts over adpocalypse mm-hmm. that was advertiser led mm-hmm. and then you know sort of the other side is sort of these content creators so um you don't like you look at an argument like that and the only reason it's as big as it is is because this form of advertising is so important here prediction for this year it will continue to be king and supreme king. Uh, Facebook announced uh, this week that they are now doing pre-roll instead of mid-roll on all their advertising. Yeah. So there you go, kids. Yep. Yep. Video will continue. And they don't have to be crazy uh, big ones either. You know, long videos are complex. Uh, I think Google's now recommending like five, six seconds tops to really kind of get some engagement going. Well, but then here's the other thing is like, does that actually count as a view that because there's there's some caveats oh yeah like yeah, like uh, uh for those playing along at home like yes google comes in very strong like your google reps and say like you know six second videos are driving the most you know click throughs or whatever but yeah, the but cost per view goes way up right but then there's also some other caveats around like yeah but if someone that views that doesn't go on the like viewed my ad retargeting list because they didn't quote watch for long enough mm-hmm. so you know, yeah. <laughs> Talk to PPC asterisk, guys. Asterisk, yeah. 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 Asterisk, asterisk, asterisk. All right. So that's, that's my first kind of prediction. I, I, I feel like that's pretty damn true. I think I, uh, yeah. nailed that one. Yeah. Uh, so then kind of a, a second, how you win this year, just a quick summary, make videos. Don't be complicated. Just make videos, put them out there, see what works and move on. And don't leave them out there forever. Rotate quickly. Yeah. We're going to need to do a whole episode on, you know, content hierarchy yeah. and what you should invest in and what you shouldn't invest in and how to how to get stuff out there yep. but you know look for that sometime 2018 yeah <laughs> all right my second prediction which i think if anything this is probably one that maybe you could thumbs down a little bit i was thinking that uh vr and augmented reality would be huge but not profitable yet i think if we talked to all the nerds you know kind of in the really like the um the vr space I think it lost a little bit of steam. I think there's been a lot of issues with Oculus and all that good stuff. Yep. Um, if you remember in 2016, the, the I can't remember say it right, the HoloLens, HoloLens from Microsoft yeah. made a debut. Yeah. Uh, Pokemon Go made a huge debut. Yeah. That was the craze. And then um, it burned itself out. And then it burned itself out. Uh, so, you know, this past year, Apple has done some really cool stuff at their WWDC uh, on the ta- like literally on the table with the iPhone uh, 10 or X mm-hmm. or whatever you call it, you know, showing some really cool stuff. I still think this is probably true. I think things have slowed down a little bit, yeah. but I do think that uh, augmented reality will become very huge. Probably not profitable yet. 
I still, I don't think in 2018, you know, until someone starts putting like ads like on the sidewalk or something. Well, and I think actually you probably need to separate VR from augmented reality. That's true. Right. Because, uh, you know, well, we went and saw Star Wars last night mm-hmm. and we'll get into all the spoilers here in a second. <laughs> <laughs> actually, we're not going to do that. Um, but, you know, in the, in the pre-rolls, would it? Previews? previews movie previews yeah i'm gonna call them pre pre-rolls in the pre-rolls there was a pre-roll advertisement for the pixel 2 and how it exclusively came with star wars augmented reality stickers yeah. right you know and you saw i think it was earlier this year the like snapchat's dancing sausage man that became like a you know a meme mm-hmm. uh so yeah like vr i think has its own problems because the way the technology could get implemented it's like do you need a big room it was almost like the problem with connect Mm -hmm. like you remember connect yep and it's like to really play with connect you you needed like some space to move around yeah so more to come on that i don't think there's too much marketers can do quite yet the platforms haven't opened up yet but um yeah we'll see 2020 should be exciting you know my prediction on this is that it's going to arrive without fanfare. This is like yeah. video calling, yeah. you know, like remember as a child, how they're like in the future, there'll be flying cars and video calls, mm-hmm. right? Well then video calls showed up and no one really gave a shit <laughs> or noticed. It just became business as usual. It just became quickly. business as usual. Yeah. 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 Um, Thanks Skype. Yeah. Uh, next prediction. Goodbye. Desktop SEO. Uh, this even back then was, was kind of a thing and it just continued. So, your site needs to be mobile friendly period it needs to be mobile first honestly yep um there's not too much to add here i don't think there's any more new predictions i mean the one thing that we have seen uh is google's continued to iterate very quickly on their algorithm um with new updates new ranking factors old stuff's done so uh if anything so maybe a new prediction could be this is technical seo you know, stuff with like meter redirects mm-hmm. uh, versus 301s versus 302s, HTTPS2, um, image optimization, all that stuff. When you start getting really nerdy, I have a feeling that might be making a little bit more of a forefront because everyone now is starting to do the basics. Mm. And a lot of the mobile friendly websites are very simple in nature. So, you know, I'd, I'd kind of, this is, uh, you know, I, again, we, we say this every episode, like a tangent big enough for its own episode, but. You know, I, I think that I used to spend a lot of time thinking about SEO, and then as I as I sort of progressed to managing a whole whole brand, uh, unless something is catastrophically wrong, mm-hmm. you know, it you sort of follow this progression of like, well, okay, I want to do SEO, and SEO say content is king, but like, if you don't have a brand that's worth writing about, then there's no content to be had. Yep. So really, it's like your brand and your product is king. So, yeah, and that, I mean, brands have always been important in Google's eyes. I, mm-hmm. it, they're just going to continue. Yeah. You type in yeah. a brand name, it usually maintains the entire SERPs. I mean, right. it's usually that one brand. So Yeah, so I would say, you know, okay, if you're a, a CMO, like, really focus on your brand and your product. Yep. But, you know, you should probably also employ an SEO to make sure that everything's yes. crawlable. Yeah, definitely. Right? <laughs> There's and, sort of like a minimal, minimal barrier to entry and, and, there, and then everything above yeah. that is not necessarily important. Unless you're an affiliate marketer. It's, yeah. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Uh, next one. Do, 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 do. I think you get a, I think you get a, 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 a like 80% on that one. <laughs> I'll take it. It's passing. You, you got like a 40% on the previous one. What are you talking about? All yeah. right. Uh, next one. <laughs> Attribution is getting easier, more creepy. So, uh, 
<laughs> so when I wrote this back in 2016, see uh, our previous episode on this topic. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, Two I, episodes. <laughs> yeah. When I wrote about this in 2016, uh, so Facebook was really an innovator in this space because they had the essentially Facebook mm-hmm. tracking across the interwebs. Yep. So sites that employed the Facebook pixel uh, were able to essentially do multi-device tracking. So if you were logged on as Chris somewhere, you went to website A, website B, and then you went to your cell phone because you had the Facebook app on there, it was able to essentially track you, multi-device attribution. Uh, when I first wrote this, Google started rolling out a similar technology with email lists and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is, I think, behind the scenes. We're getting into like really creepy zone here soon. Yep. Uh, where this is already a thing now, Google. In fact, I was just getting retargeted pretty crazy with something I looked at the office. Don't know how. Uh, somehow Google knew it was me. So it's, yeah, I think... And I'm not logged into Google Chrome, by the way. Oh, interesting. Yeah, um, yeah I agree with you. Although, you know, I, I would say that, like, we probably, for this year's uh, predictions, could probably say something along the lines of, like, well, is it is, is it a model-based attribution or is it, like, Google or Facebook just roll out... They finally are rolling out products that reveal their data mm-hmm. to you mm-hmm. right yeah so my prediction is this is uh, the new google attribution tool that they're starting to roll out in betas yet i haven't gotten my hands on it yet i'm really excited to i have a feeling that's going to be a game changer for a lot of small businesses they can't afford uh you know huge multi-touch attribution vendors mm-hmm. and my other i guess you could kind of go along with this those big attribution vendors are probably going to go out of business yeah. Uh, if Google's providing it to you and you get what you need out of it, there's no point. Why would you use secondhand, third-hand knowledge? Right. You know, there's there's no point. So throw that in there. We'll probably see a couple of these attribution vendors start struggling pretty quickly and, and trying to really um, maybe integrate with other data providers or something else of that nature. And then you already touched on this, Chris. You should have read my entire article, but <laughs> brands, brands, brands. Um, my last prediction. Maybe I was just setting you up. For a little foreshadow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we covered this already, but you really need to build up your brand. Yeah. Uh, you know, for your individual consultants out there, you need to be front and center. You yourself. Um, it, it's all about individuality and creating a brand around yourself or your business. I like how your example is Golfsmith and they're out of business. Well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Can't win them all. <laughs> all right. So, all right. Give me a ranking on the attribution piece. Sorry. We skipped ahead. Uh, the attribution piece I feel like, I feel like you were thinking not 2017, but 2018, Mm. you know, uh, I think you're right. I think the amount of data that's out there that Google and Facebook have at their disposal is, uh, intense Mm -hmm. and it's cross device. I think, I think Google has been able to track people cross device for a long time, but you know, like when Twitter rolled it out, you know, Google, Google's reps were saying to me at the time, yeah, we have that. We just don't want to roll it out because we're afraid of starting bad PR. Yep. Like, you know, and then they didn't have to, right? They weren't going to like, they already owned the advertising yep. markets, you know, that they needed to own. So what was the point in like taking some bad PR from the tinfoil hats? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, I think this one's just going to continue. And, mm-hmm. and I like your prediction of you might see the beginning of the end for the you know the c3s and the viqs and the you know the visual iqs all those guys Mm -hmm. um the model-based attribution vendors because google will just come out and reveal yeah you know there's no question hey here you go they have 99 percent coverage of the internet so right and same thing with facebook story together you know it was Mm -hmm. it's always funny like you know 
people had those like buttons all over their blogs. And it's like, well, why do you think those like buttons were like phoning home to the mothership? Like yep. you go watch the network, you know, reports in Chrome <laughs> as yeah. like the page loads. And it's like, Oh, the thumbs up button is like phoning home with a whole bunch of information. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, because you like that story about cool things for your dog. You're now considered a dog lover in Facebook forever. Yeah. 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 So, uh, no, I, I think overall you get a thumbs up. The the VR one was probably your biggest swing, and I you, missed. And and I think you, yeah, you maybe missed there. Um, and maybe that's you know that's a prediction for yeah. like the next five years is that'll show up and no one will care. I, I think so. Yeah. yeah, I think yeah, augmented reality, AR. I think that'll yeah. I think VR has a really cool kind of set of you know things you could do with it. Probably more gaming starting out as as a. As someone who enjoys the occasional video game, mm-hmm. VR seems really cool. Yeah. But you're right. You need space. You need room. You need... It, there's definitely conditions, yeah. I think, for it to work. Yeah. I see that. Like, you know, that'll come in and and affect the people that build these, like, you know, $3,000 gaming rigs. Right. Um, yeah. But, you know, my prediction on VR, I've been saying this for a while, is until it's available on uh, consoles, mm-hmm. it's really not going to be yep. anywhere close to mainstream. Yep. So other things for this year, I think that we have to look at uh, prediction-wise. Uh, I believe that chatbots are going to explode. Oh! Uh, Facebook has started rolling out something already. There's a couple other competitors out there. Uh, I believe that this is going to be a game changer, and that uh, if if you're small business, uh, put some money aside for this here before the end of the year, because I have a feeling what's going to happen is you're going to have a chatbot that can take orders for you on your website. Uh, you know, so imagine you're a pizza shop and someone can place an order right from your website from their phone. Uh, the cancer FAQs, so no longer you're answering the phone about store hours. There's a lot of kind of really cool things that can come out from this. Uh, so I, I really think chatbots, you know, 50 bucks a month type thing are going to explode this year. Yes. Um, I had a prediction mm-hmm. in line with net neutrality. Mm-hmm. I think it'll take probably sub six months before there is a major news cycle event where a telecom company changes a policy that people see as a violation of net neutrality mm-hmm. like i think under six months it, you think under six months under six months we're gonna we're gonna see something and, yeah and furthermore big swing for bonus points mm-hmm. i actually kind of wonder if you know we're we're looking at this like this amazon google apple like three-way war for the you know the tv mm-hmm. you know could we see a partnership develop or say Google, who's a big supporter of net neutrality mm-hmm. uh, with, for, good reason. for good, with good reasons, yeah. but they also essentially are an ISP here in the Austin market and other markets. Yep. What if they block an Amazon or like an Amazon, like yep. a, an Amazon instant, something yep. like that? Yeah. yeah. I, yeah, I don't know that that's a big swing. I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, but, but you could see someone pitching it. I could see someone pitching it. I also could see Google stepping up. Uh, you know, they have a ton of dark fiber. Google has is known to have a ton of dark fiber everywhere. Um, I know they're starting to shut down and, and do some really cool things. So I wouldn't be surprised if Google fiber continues to roll out in different places. Um, I also see, I don't know if you've seen this pop up quite a bit, but kind of like wireless internet, mm-hmm. a lot for the third world countries, but um, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if domestically we start getting some really cool 5G, quote unquote, internet providers pop up uh, this year. Yeah. So, you know, the the exponent guys talked about this, like wireless as a competitor to, uh, to 
wired mm-hmm. um i think in urban areas or suburban areas that could work mm-hmm. uh, you know the problem the united states faces is just so spread out yep yep um yeah let's see what else what else are kind of the buzzwords and things happening um i think kind of broad spectrum uh cpcs across the board are going to go up and paid advertising yeah uh every every platform so i feel like um i feel like we're we're setting ourselves up maybe not next year maybe the year after for a competitor to come in and and start to disrupt like facebook's stranglehold on uh on sort of organic content Hmm. right because cpcs are going on like you and i both know cpcs on facebook going way way up Mm -hmm. you know to the point where it's like google starting to look like you know (laughs) friendlier right yeah um and i think that there's a lot of marketers out there that you know matt iman had a great uh the oatmeal had a great uh uh cartoon the other day that was sort of like you know you brought all your users to facebook because it was a great place to share your content with them and then all of a sudden facebook said actually you got to pay to talk to them yep right so then are these content creators going to rebel mm-hmm. and say you know and it's really weird because it's like facebook wants to monetize all this video with pre-rolls but it also wants you to pay to distribute your video mm-hmm. so which is it yep right yeah, uh, so that, I, that's a really that. Yeah, that's not 2018. That's probably 2019. Yeah, so uh, I, I think I think you know maybe tw- late 2018, 2019, 2020, we're gonna see something shake loose there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Facebook can't be relevant forever. Yeah. Uh huh. Um, probably short term, like early 2018, we're probably just gonna see a shitload more pain on YouTube from the creators. Mm-hmm. Uh, as this whole like adpocalypse and everything and continues, c- yeah. continues. Yeah. yeah. Because, you know, Google's not going to throw people at, yeah. at censoring videos. That's yeah. just dumb. Yeah. I, I feel like we should make some prediction like Twitter shuts down Trump's account or something. Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if Twitter gets sold. Yeah. This year. Yeah. Yeah. They can't keep run, running in the red every quarter. Oh, that's that's a good one. Right, I, I bet, yeah, I bet Twitter will get uh, sold to someone. Someone will buy it. What if extra bonus points on top of that? I feel like we have two levels of predictions, like mm-hmm. the base prediction, like, you know, yes or no. But the like bonus points is Twitter doesn't get sold to a tech company. It gets sold to someone that just has a political vendetta. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's a bonus point. If that happens, well, you let's could look at some 10 to one odds here. Well, you could see like, a, you know, a Murdoch or, a you know, Ted Turner type you know mm-hmm. someone that is or coke brothers mm-hmm. you know someone with a political axe to grind mm-hmm. that has the cash flow come in and grab that thing yeah i don't know sure be interesting yeah uh uber mm, yeah do we want to talk about uh you know how, how long are we running here uh we're at 35 right now we, right. we should wrap this up in like the next four minutes okay all right. Uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Uber keeps losing market share to Lyft. Yeah. Yeah. Lyft keeps getting more and more investment. I think that uh, Uber's already admitted America is, is a, a loss a loss right now. I think Lyft's going to continue. And I think electric cars in general are going to... I think, yeah, AI driving. You think we're going to see that by the end of 2018? <sighs> I think we'll see more of it. It's already starting to happen in, in limited geos. 
All I know is I'm waiting to get my fully level five car. Oh, me too. <laughs> me yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. So as soon as that comes out, I'm plunking down a deposit. I don't yeah. care. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. The amount, the amount of money that you'll get back yep. from having, you know, or spend on yeah. drinking heavily and being able to drive home safely. Oh, uh, so maybe it's going to be a net loss. It'll be a net loss. <laughs> It'll be really cool. <laughs> a revolution for bars. Uh, well, yeah. And we already talked about your stagecoach concept, but yeah this is this is getting way deep well you know it's it, that technology is going to disrupt also a bunch of local government right it's gonna, it's gonna disrupt everything you know it's and gonna so, disrupt everything you know i, I feel like the, the other thing is that is uh you know i'm like i feel like that's so so technical uh but you know there's a disruption coming in terms of local government mm-hmm. because there's all these different factors lining up whether it's like you know changes in telecom or uh, you know, autonomous drivers or, you know, electric vehicles mm-hmm. or whatever that are going to like chip away at, you know, both the ways that local governments uh, regulate and the ways that local governments generate income mm-hmm. that, you know, you're, you're going to need to see, you know, maybe some sort of like really heavy handed federal inter- intervention saying like, you know, what, what was the... um Man, when the it was like when the EPA was formed, and I I gotta go fact check this, but it was like when the EPA was formed, and it's like they banned logging, and there were basically was a bunch of subsidies for these small communities. Mm -hmm. I think the same things happened in mining. Maybe you see the same thing happen with the rise of autonomous cars. Mm. You know, loss of of oil uh, tax revenue, something like that. Yeah, so it's already happening. Yeah. All right. Anything we want to finish up with? I don't know. Off to a good new year. Yeah. Enjoy. Make it great. Exactly. Um, find us, stillunsponsored.com, Twitter, Instagram. Dude, our Instagram's on a roll. Hey, <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Still unsponsored. Still unsponsored. Hey, we'll get sponsored this year. That's my prediction. Uh, okay, let me change the prediction to uh, we get put in an awkward spot about our name. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I like it. That sounds good. Cool, dude. All right. Well, uh, I'll... I was going to say talk to you later. Like, it's the end of a phone call. (laughs) Well, see you later. All right. Conference call over. (laughs)